irreverent, entertaining, cool. You are listening to LA Talk Radio. We say what we want. You're listening to You're Not the Person I Hired with Brad Remillard. Only on LA Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone, uh, to our show this morning. Uh, we're going to have an interesting conversation with my partner, Barry Deutsch. Uh, I'm one of the partners with Impact Hiring Solutions. My name is Brad Remillard, and my partner is Barry Deutsch. Barry, introduce yourself. I'm here, Barry Deutsch. Brad and I have been together for 25 years now, and um, we're looking forward to this conversation. Our show is just a little bit about our show in general. Uh, All of our radio shows, we only cover one topic. Barry and I jokingly tell everybody we only know one thing, and that's hiring. Uh, We've been doing it for close to 30 years now, and after 30 years, I think we can, written two books on the subject, we can probably, without too much uh, confusion, say that we're experts on hiring. And that's what this show is about. Whether you're a company looking to hire people, or whether you're a candidate looking to get hired, our shows cover that spectrum. And today we're going to talk about personal branding and how you use that personal branding to find the right position for you, get in front of a company, use that in social networking and social media, and give you the tips to help you become a branded person that differentiates you from everybody else. Let me go through some just... uh, basic housekeeping, if you will. You are welcome to call us anytime you'd like during the show today, and you can call us and talk to us about your issues, your topics, which questions you might have on branding or any topic for that manager. You can call us at 818-602-4929, or you can email us directly, and we'll take your emails during the show. You can email us at brad at impacthiringsolutions.com. Or you can email us at barry at impacthiringsolutions.com. If we get your emails during the show, we'll read them on the air, we'll talk about them, and we'll try and discuss your specific email, your specific topic. So with that, uh, let's get into it. One of the things uh, that we find as recruiters, and basically that's what Barry and I are, but we're retained executive recruiters, one of the find we, we, we see continuously, everybody's the same. Whether I interview a person today for uh, uh, a financial job, a hiring, a uh, operations job, a sales job, I get vanilla. Uh, I ask, I interview people, and what makes you unique? What makes you you? What kind of company do you want to go to work for? You all got the same answers over and over again, and it's why do there's no differentiation between you. The problem with that is. When you don't differentiate yourself, you become a commodity. And when you're a commodity, there's only one thing to negotiate, and that's price. Or we'll call that compensation. If you don't differentiate yourself in this market, and that's the key, this market. 18 months ago, you didn't have to differentiate yourself. The fact that you were looking for a job, people wanted to hire you. In this market, you have to be different. Wouldn't you agree with that, Barry, that this market has completely changed from 18 months ago, just in the volume of people we're talking to? I I don't know your thoughts, but what do you think? Well, it's a classic business cycle within the job market. I mean, you have a 100 times the number of candidates competing for roles now that you wouldn't have 18 months ago. Uh, And not only as recruiters are we overwhelmed with generic resumes, content, that everybody looks the same, but our clients are the same way. They run an ad, they get 500 resumes for an open spot, Fast, almost every one of them ends up in the trash can because they can't separate who's one of the best versus who's one of the worst or who's average or mediocre. And so that question of whether they're searching, they're looking at resumes, they're looking online, they're using the social media sites, the job boards, how do you distinguish yourself to stand head and shoulders above your peers? That's the whole concept of personal branding, whether it relates to your ethics, your values, your capability, your competency. As recruiters, that's the first thing we're looking for is, why should I want to talk to you? Exactly. I mean, I think about that. I jokingly tell so many of the candidates, and I meet with, I'm probably like you, Bear, I meet with 
between five and ten candidates a week. You know, that's two to three a day. And sometimes if it's a phone interview, you, you talk to even more than that. And I jokingly tell people, you know, for the most part, whether you're a financial CFO or a uh, salesperson, marketing person, IT person, I could change the name on the resume. And it pretty much got your resume. Because you all stand out with the exact same bullet points. Some of the numbers change here or there. But for the most part, that you know, that first part of the resume where they always put a little bit about their executive briefing and then their little one or two word bullet points for keywords. Don't you find that all to be the same? I and mean, we could just change the name and we got the same person? Every single one looks the same. I mean, we're probably at the stage where we're guessing or it's that one percent level person who stands above the crowd or causes us to want to pick up the phone and talk to someone. And and the things that we look for aren't that radically different from what companies look for. Well they're the same. I mean we're basically the outsourced HR company and we get so sick and tired of seeing generic, generic, generic. Again, that was great a year ago, even eighteen months ago, when you could have a resume on the back of a napkin in uh, ink that bleeded through to the other side and companies are so desperate they hire you. But like Barry said today, when you get we get 500 resumes, not to mention the calls we get, you've got to stand out. You better brand yourself as unique and brand yourself to the type of position that Barry and I or companies are looking for, or we're going to move on till we find that top 10%. And we don't spend a lot of time doing it. Time is money, so we're moving pretty quick through trying to find a great candidate. And if your background doesn't pop to the top instantly, we're, we're on. We're past it. We're, we're looking at other sources. Yeah, we used to give them 20 seconds. Now we've got, because like most companies, we've reduced our staff. I mean, the staffing industry is down. We should, Technically, the staffing industry should be eligible for TARP funds based on the recession we're in. So we have twice the volume, three times the volume, and, and, and a lot less staff to, uh, to review it. So... We used to give you 20 seconds. You get 10 today. Uh, I, uh, I tell this story kind of thing. I was at a uh, networking meeting, and I don't know. There were, I'm going to guess, 20 to 30 people in this room. And I was talking about hiring. And here's the question I asked. I said to them, raise your hand if you think companies and recruiters are looking for qualified people. Everybody, ra- I would say 90% raised their hand. You always got the people that won't. Most of them raised their hand and all shook their head and said, yes, yes. I looked at them and I said, no. I don't know about you, Barry. I don't give a rip about qualified people today. In fact, I don't even think companies need to hire us to find qualified people. I told them, we are looking for the exceptionally qualified person, that uniquely qualified person, because companies can find qualified people on their own. Uh, and so I said, we got to find that exceptionally qualified person, which means a brand. Your thoughts on when you look for that? Well, I mean, I'll give you a great example is I'm doing a project right now for a VP of operations for a client, and I'll I'll do one of the first things I do, which is go on LinkedIn, and I'll do a search, and and then I'll start expanding that. I'll look in some of the forms where VP operations might hang up, like hang out like the CEO, COO form or the C level form or something specific to logistics or supply chain. And like you said, Brad, every background and profile just on LinkedIn, nothing stands out. It all looks exactly the same. It's hard to figure out if I look at 500 profiles, why should I pick up the phone and want to talk to one person versus another? You know, how is that person aligned with the, the kinds of the values, the ethics, the commitment, the accomplishments, the achievements, the skill level? What causes you as that personal brand, what makes you up and why you could add value to my client? that would force me as a recruiter or an HR executive or a hiring manager to want to just instantly pick up the phone and say, i got to talk to this person. Yeah, and the truth is we all have a brand. Uh, some of it's good. Sometimes we have brand. I mean, think of people um, like, uh, you can say the name Donald Trump. Well, he's got a brand. You could say the name John Gotti. For some people, that's a great brand. For other people, it may not be a brand. Some people may like your brand, Donald Trump. Some people may not like it. But we all have a brand. Either we are a financial person, a salesperson, an operation person. You know, that does become our brand. I, but we have to define 
what makes us unique within that functional area. Uh, and I think, you know, I think of the three characters that I think of when, when I think of a brand, and that is, you know, you, you have to be competent. So you got to have some level of competency to have a brand. You have to be consistent in your brand. So you have to do things consistently as a financial person. I am consistently uh, reducing the time at, to, save, to save cost. And you have to, a brand has to be relevant to that other person looking at, i.e. us as recruiters or the company. Those three things have to be in a brand to, I guess, really be a brand. Otherwise, it's just a statement. So let's jump into some of the details, Brad, of tactically, how do you start to create your brand? Okay. Well, I think starting with who you are. What are you good at as a financial person, as a salesman? What If I talk to five people and I said, tell me about Barry Deutsch or Brad Remillard, what would those five people stand out? What would they tell me about you as a financial person, a salesperson? Because that's the perception. That's how you've branded yourself with them. So I tell my candidates, go out and talk to people. Ask other people about what it is that makes you a great ex. Develop that competency of where you are really good. Is it customer service as a salesperson? Is it closing? Is it relationships? Is it the transaction? Is it the negotiations? What is it about that sales process that makes you great and makes you unique in, in terms of being competent? I mean, that, that's where I start. But now the question is, is how do you use that once you've written that down, you've put that in place, you've listed your competencies, the, the, the values that are important to you, the kind of organization you want to be a part of, the skills you have, you know, it's, it's beyond just your resume, all those pieces that make you up as a person. Now, how do you get that across in a public environment so that HR executives, recruiters, people in your network, uh, hiring managers, executives, they can find you easily and you pop to the top of their stack. People want to go out of their way to connect with you and help you because of your expertise, knowledge, capability, uh, you serve as a resource, a connector within your network around this kind of concept, subject matter. Well, again, I think that's a very good point because I think that one of the hard part for candidates to understand is they're not qualified for every job. The fact is they're not. Um, let me do this, Bear. I'm going to – we got a call on the line. I'm going to take the call right now. But I want to let Great. you know it's uh, – uh, you can call us at 818 818- 602-4929 or don't forget you can give us a email at brad at impact hiring solutions or barry at impact hiring solutions and we're talking today about personal branding how do you make yourself unique uh, let me take the call we got a call from uh, 949-678-7788 go ahead you're on the air hey brad it's mike mason Briggs. Oh, hi, mike. How are you? county businessman Hi, Mike. And uh, hi, how you doing? Great, thanks. What's your question? Enjoying, enjoying the program. Great subject. Um, I want to know how, how important. I just tuned in uh, a few minutes ago, so I may have missed it. But I just want to know what you think about how important it is for personal branding and a profile versus a resume in today's market for job seekers and for business people in general. I'm not sure I understand what you, what you mean, profile, you mean a bio? Yeah, no, profile, like on LinkedIn. Um, a lot of people a lot of people think that a resume is a thing of the past and a profile is what needs to be perfected. Okay. Uh, I'll let Barry jump on this, too. My thoughts are this. You have two different tools. You have to look at them with tools. I got two different types of screwdrivers. I got a flathead screwdriver and I got a Phillips screwdriver. I got four different kinds of wrenches. I've got uh, a lawnmower and I got an edger. I've got a resume and I got a profile. Two different tools. And when you use those tools and how you develop those tools, to me, is the key. A profile, on, to me, a profile, a bio is a networking tool. 
it's there to grab someone's attention and help get get you uh, connected or engaged with them. A resume is a tool I use when I go out to a company to present my background. So I, I think of it as two different tools, and when you use those tools, um, are no different than any other tool that you may want to use. A bio to me is what you use when you network. When I network with somebody, I give them a bio. And at the bottom of that bio are the companies I want to get in touch with, are the people I want to connect with, are the associations I want to get involved in, and how can you help me maybe link as one degree of separation into those tools, into those companies or those service providers or those people. Don't just hand me a resume. It's going to go in the trash when I get back. Barry's great on bios. Barry, what do you think about uh, using your... I think the profile is, is how you brand yourself in the public space, particularly using social networking, whether it's going to be on Twitter, it's going to be on Facebook, it's going to be on LinkedIn, in a name group, a name networking group, or, or any of the other social sites to let people become aware of you. A, a study that was done by CareerBuilder back in, I'm going to say the end of March, early February, showed at that time one out of five hiring managers were using the internet to personally source candidates. So what do they do? They go onto LinkedIn and they type key phrases. They go onto Google and they type key phrases. Your profile is how these folks find you. I'm going to bet that in 12 to 18 months, we're going to see two or three out of five hiring managers and executives are personally sourcing candidates through the internet. And that, yeah, and that I, number I've will heard, continue to rise dramatically. I've heard up to a half a million search people are using LinkedIn today. Oh, I think if you're a recruiter and you're not using LinkedIn to source candidates, you shouldn't be in the field of recruiting. Um, I, I identify in my search practice probably 90% of the viable candidates I'm looking for through LinkedIn, but here's the key. It's, but it's no different from what I've done for 25 years. It's never the first person I contact. It's the second to third to fourth level referral through that network. But, so you want to be um, visible in that network so that I can quickly get to you as a connection. Uh, you're in the forums. You're uh, answering questions. You're establishing your presence. You're, you've got books you're reading that other people can see. It updates your status automatically. All these different pieces and the tools that LinkedIn gives you, and we're just talking LinkedIn right now, but they give you an opportunity to brand yourself and let other people become aware of who you are and what you're doing. Yeah, let me I think the second thing is it should reinforce your resume. So as, as we go forward and the bar gets raised higher and higher, it's more and more important to have a profile that's written correctly that floats to the top for guys like you looking for candidates, right? But it's not just recruiters. Companies are doing this more. Hiring managers and executives are doing it on their own. Um, people are trying to connect with others that are like them in their networks. And so you're exactly right. A well-written, developed profile also reinforces your job search, not only for networking, but what most of my clients do now the minute they get a resume that looks interesting, the first thing they do is Google that person. They go on the LinkedIn. They check their Facebook profile. They see what postings they put up on Twitter. And from that combination of information, decide whether they're going to actually want to meet the person. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I think and that's why uh, it's so important that, we, that you have this brand out there because the profile, when you look at a person's profile, that's where as a recruiter I should see what makes you unique? That's the person. In fact, I would suggest Mike and others, we did a whole, uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on social media today because we did a whole show on that two weeks ago. I really want to focus on branding. Um, so we did a whole show on using LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, uh, two weeks ago, I think on April 20th. And you can download that from our website, listen to the whole, whole show. It's uh, uh, ImpactHiringSolutions.com. You can go there. You can download it from LA Talk Radio. They have the show there. So you can actually listen to the show li uh, live or download it, and we'll fill you back in on that. But I want to get back to branding because I think the key to branding, Barry, is in your profile has to be what makes you unique. And, and you asked the question about earlier that says, you know, not all candidates are branded the same way. Let me give you an example. The Ritz-Carlton is a hotel. Motel 6 is a motel. They both do the same thing. You go there, you sleep, you spend the night. But they have totally different brands. 
And one of the problems with candidates is they want to be everything to everybody, and they can't do that. And as a result, they try. They end up being nobody to um, to everybody to us. And so sometimes you can't always uh, be the right person. And one of the problems with that candidates have is they make their brand so generic that you don't know whether they're Motel Six or the Ritz Carlton. And so I got one of the things I think that companies have to that goes back to competencies. What are you good at? What makes you stand out? So that Barry and I, you're in that top ten percent. So that Barry and I are going to pick up the phone and call you. That's the important thing of what makes you unique. It's not about um, trying to be something to everybody. The Ritz Carlton doesn't want the people that want to stay at a Motel Six. Barry and I aren't looking for the. CFO, that is something every, we may be looking for a publicly created CFO in the 20 to $50 million range that can raise capital and expand internationally. That's not every CFO. So I think your brand and that competencies is what makes us want to call you. That's a long-winded answer, Barry, to, uh, to a unique situation. But I, your thoughts? I think the tools like... Twitter and LinkedIn and all the other social media sites are the, the execution of how you get your brand out there. But you raise a real good point is what is that brand you're trying to convey? What are the, the things that you want other people to be aware of you? What you read? Um, and, and we could you know, spend two, three or four radio programs on just how you execute that. But the key to start with is what is your brand? How, how do you convey yourself to others? And it's much broader than just a one-page or two-page resume. Absolutely, and I think that profile is uh, equally as important. Uh, and that's where, like the caller said, in that profile, when I go to somebody's profile, I want to be able to see what makes you unique in what you do. I want to be able to know why I should pick up that phone and call you not a generic profile with a list of every company you worked at. That is that, what we talked about, let's bring it practical, that's that distinction. Brands have to be relative, relevant, I'm sorry, relevant to the person looking for them. When you and I are looking for a VP of sales, our client has given us a specific kind of profile, success factor snapshot they're looking for. So when you and I go on LinkedIn or a resume, we are looking for the person that aligns with that and that their brand aligns with that. A, a brand is, is in anything if it's not relevant to the person looking. So I think part of your brand has to be what makes you unique, and that gets away from a generic. There's no such thing as a generic one-size-fits-all brand. A brand is very narrow. It's focused, and it's what makes you unique. And if you don't do that, then you're not going to get through the, through the company, through the hiring process, or through any of the uh, the screening tools, and that's what I think has to make you unique, or you're not going to get through. And you got to be—it's got to be honest. It's got to be deliverable. So when I look for someone, I think of a person. That's what I think of. I would also tell you that. Um, wouldn't you agree that when you look for a brand, you want it to be relevant to what you're looking for? Barry? Can you give an example of what you mean by that? Well, if I'm looking for a salesperson with large company negotiations of million-dollar contracts, I'm not looking for a person that sells widgets, a lot of product, at a low volume. So your brand is... Uh, a salesperson with large, large multi-million-dollar contract, but you sell few of them, versus a salesperson that sells high volume, low dollars. Two different types of salespeople, and each one is branded differently. Right. So now let's take this to an execution level and talk about what that would look like. So I'll, okay. I'll just throw out some ideas. Okay. Let's just take. How, how would you execute this? Let's say you've put together what Brad described. Now you're going to go on to, let's say, some of the social media sites. And again, I don't want to belabor this because we had a lengthy conversation about this. 
that you would want to demonstrate on your profile on LinkedIn where you've done those similar things, you've worked in those size companies, you've got details of your accomplishments, you've got recommendations from people who validate you've achieved those accomplishments, you're participating in groups that relate to those kinds of companies that might be seeking someone with those accomplishments, you're reading, you, you're using one of the applications or widgets that LinkedIn provides about reading books around that subject area so similar people can find you. And I might actually go on for an hour about all the ways you build that brand that reinforce that expertise, that capability, the kind of company you want to be in. Then you use a tool like Twitter or Facebook or a mini networking group to reinforce all those different pieces. And all your profiles in those different places relate and tie together. Now, it takes a little bit of time to put that together, but now anybody, like Brad said, now I'm looking for someone with that background, any kind of search, a networking call, your name is going to be popping to the list, top of the list, every single time. That's right. If I'm looking for someone who is, a, ha, is used to dealing with multi-million dollar, long-term contracts, uh, that's your brand. So when Barry and I go on the Internet, that's what I want to see. Because that's what my client's looking for. You may be the greatest salesperson in the world, but if you're used to selling high volume, low dollar, you're not the right person for me. You will be when a company is saying, I'm looking for somebody who is used to selling high volume, low margin uh, retail items. That's your brand. Sell it. Get it out there so those people can find you. But if I'm looking for somebody to sell airplanes, you're not the right brand for me. And you got to, like Barry said, get that uniqueness of your brand out. Uh, that is Brad raised a real good point about branding is the more specific and precise you can be, the better. When I come across generic backgrounds where I can't quantify the results, I can't tell what the company did, I don't want to have to click on the company name and go to the company site to figure out what the company sells and what division you were in and what part. I want to look at your background and go, bang, that's the person we want to be talking to. And if I got to even think about it or click somewhere else, I'm probably just going to pass and go on to something that's easier. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, let me remind everybody that again we're listening to uh, LA Talk Radio, and uh, my name is Brad Rumlard. We've got Barry Deutsch with us today, my partner at Impact Hiring Solutions. We're talking about hiring all the time. Today our topic is on personal branding and making you different. If you just joined us, you can call us at eight one eight. 602-4929, or you can email us at Brad at Impact Hiring Solutions or Barry at Impact Hiring Solutions if you want to talk about how a brand will impact your job search. You brought up a really good point that made me think when you were saying that, Barry. I think of, I'll give you a real-life example. I think of Donald Trump. I mentioned that name earlier because uh, he has this brand. If you think of Donald Trump, what industry do you immediately think about? Most people real associate Donald Real estate. Well said. He's a real estate guy. Go back to the 80s. Donald Trump got in the airline business. Remember he bought an airline? Eastern, I believe it was Eastern Airline. He failed miserably. He's not an airline guy. He's a real estate guy. So when you go to the brand of Donald Trump, you go to real estate. If you're looking for an airline guy, you don't go to Donald Trump. It's the same thing with us. Maybe your brand is an expert in an industry. Maybe your brand, I met a guy this morning, I met a, I met a CEO this morning at breakfast. He's an outstanding guy, P&G, Tam Brands. He's with uh, a major cosmetic companies now. He is an expert in retail, consumer packaged goods. That's his brand. And so when I'm looking for someone with us that, I'm not looking for a CEO with, even though he may be manufacturing, it's consumer product goods and he stands out. That's what makes him unique and that's what makes him relevant if we're doing that kind of a search or a company. Uh, um, that's what makes you relevant. And that's what I think, Barry, when you get into a search, candidates have to stop and ask themselves, how am I relevant at a at a 10,000-foot at a level, not at a 100,000-foot level. And I think candidates think, well, I'm a finance person. I'm a salesperson. It's in my city. It's in my compensation range. And I've sold you know, consumer packaged goods in 1979 to 1982. Therefore, I'm qualified. And that's just not true. 
Uh, I'm looking for that expert in that area, and particularly in today's world about that. And by the way, when I talk to people, part of, I think, of branding, Barry, is so important that when you should talk to other people about your brand and find out who it is because you brought up a great point. It's usually one to two degrees of separation that we get, connect, that we get referrals. So when I call somebody and I say, I'm looking for someone who has sold multi-million dollar contracts with, uh, you know, that lasts over five to six years, that person thinks of you because that's the brand and that's what comes up. That's how those referrals come about. Wouldn't you agree? Or maybe you don't. Absolutely. You don't, better. Even better if you don't. Got to be able to establish yourself. I think the thing that most people struggle with, though, Brad, is how do I actually physically do this? Once I've written this stuff down, I've thought about it, I've put the list together, I've written some paragraphs, I've looked at how it ties up to my resume, what do I do to create that brand in terms of the communication, the PR, the execution of it, you know, outside of a one-off physical interview? Well, I, I, I think that's two different steps. Personally, I think you have, I think the continuum, if you look at the continuum, you have two different steps. First is really identifying your brand. A brand is who Which you we've are, been talking about. Which, what, what makes you different, what makes you relevant. And I don't think most candidates do a good job of doing that. And I think that's why we talked at the beginning. It's all vanilla. It's all the same. I'm a financial person in the $20 to million company in the manufacturing industry. I'm a salesperson. Do you, have, do you have specific steps that someone could go through to start to create that brand? How would they, let's say, you know, someone comes to us and says, how do I create my brand? Is there a specific step-by-step guide, process, tool, methodology, form, template they could use to, to start to walk through that process? Yeah, I would, I would first off, I'd, su- I'd suggest a couple of what I think are some really good resources. There's two books I would highly recommend you read. One is called Be Your Own Brand by David McNally and Carl Speak. Uh, The other one is The Brand Called You. It's by uh, Peter Montoya. They walk you through step-by-step, get some great examples. But if I summarize it, I would say step number one is you sitting down, identifying what makes you unique and listing all those things out. Step number two is then taking that in out out to your friends, colleagues, co-workers, bosses, customers, vendors, networking contacts, all those people and asking them what how, because asking them, how do you perceive me? What do you perceive about me? Because that's what a hiring manager or recruiter is going to perceive. And does that align with what you perceive? There's three different things in a brand. There's how you perceive yourself, how others perceive you, and then the big one is how you perceive other people perceive you. Now think about that for a minute. What you perceive, other perce- people perceive you as. That is generally different than how people see you. So then go out and identify that. Then take that and summarize those issues into one or two sentences. That becomes your brand. And then I think, Barry, what you said along that continuum is then now how do you get that brand out there so people are can now find you which is the linkedin the twitter the profile the the uh, networking so when you begin to network people remember you by that brand i'll give you an example i was i'm ta- i was talking to a lady last week she wants to get into the nonprofit well, she's been, I'm sorry, she's been in the nonprofit world, and she'd like to go back in the nonprofit world. And she just, she's coming out of the business world. One of the things she said to me was, one of the things that a lot of nonprofits are looking for today is someone with some business acumen to bring to the nonprofit world because they haven't had that for a long time. And they're recognizing, the reality is it may be a nonprofit, but they got to make a profit, call it what you want, but they got to become a business. So her brand may very well be bringing cost controls and business acumen to the nonprofit world. That may be very well be her brand because that's what she does and that's what she's good at. Now she can go out on her profile and when she talks to nonprofits and when she interfaces with recruiters looking at the nonprofit world, she can bring that unique brand to them. 
Does that make sense? I mean, is that consistent with, with what you were talking about and how you think that continuum works? Absolutely. That's the first step is to lay it out, write it down, structure it, run it by your friends, your family, uh, peers, make sure that people get excited, turned on, passionate about what that conveys, and then start to put that into words, start to put that into different tools, which, as I said before, we could spend four sessions here on this talk show about how you actually would execute that. Um, as tactics on some of the different social networking sites, some of the uh, networking meetings in your local communities, uh, both online, offline. I mean, there's a wide range of ways to do that. Yeah, I'll give you another example. Uh, this, because this just happened to me uh, in the last month. I'm working with a, a CFO search, and so I'm talking to one a guy for a possible CFO search, and he, and we talked about how you perceive yourself and how others perceive you, and how important that is. So I talked to this individual. Now, he described himself as a broad-thinking, strategic, uh, planning, uh, intuitive-type CFO. Gets the big picture. Right. Okay. That's how he perceived it. I talked to two references on him. You know what they all said to me? It's jumped off the page. He's highly detailed, highly analytical, has a, sometimes needs more data so he can't make it, has a tough time making a decision because he constantly wants more data. Now, that person has never gone out to the marketplace and asked people, how do you perceive me? If they told them the truth, which is what they told me, is complete opposite of what he's trying to sell. So he fails when he goes into a company because the company hires him thinking he's this great strategic thinker, broad thinker, decisive. I can help put this five-year long-term plan together. When he gets on the job, it's not a lie because he's really very analytical, detailed, almost one term we use analysis with paralysis. Well, if he, that's who he is, that's okay. But go find a company who needs that kind of depth, who maybe needs to be cleaned up, who needs processes, who needs positioning, who in a public company needs to make sure the the SEC reporting is all the I's are T's across, but he hasn't done his work. So he the last two jobs he has been successful at is he's got the wrong brand. I think that's a great example of defining finding out who you are. That is a good story. I like that. Yeah. Um, simple to do. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking about branding. This is Brad Rumlar, and I'm with my partner, Barry Deutsch, uh, from Impact Hiring Solutions. So we're talking about personal branding. You can call us or uh, email us. Call us at 818-6802. I'm sorry, 818-602-4929. Or email us at brad at Impact Hiring Solutions or Barry at Impact Hiring Solutions. Let me read an email, Barry, because we're got a couple of emails and I haven't uh, I've been ignoring it because I've been enjoying this and it's a classic thing and I'll let you can address this how you want but it classic kind of things he said I feel I'm an expert at uh, what I do I'm in marketing and I feel I have a lot of different skills that I can bring to a company but I'm afraid if I brand myself as an expert PR ad agency marketing company that I'll lose a possible position where that's only part of the job and not um, the main focus of the job. What do you recommend? Well, now we're back to, you know, are, are we a, a, a pit bull in a butcher shop just biting at whatever we can that comes along our path? Or do we have some thought, plan, strategy to career management of where we want to get to in three, five, 10, 15 years? And what are the kinds of roles that I'd like to be in that will help me move along that path. Many candidates that Brad and I meet have no plan at all of where they're trying to go. They're rudderless at sea. So they just bounce from job to job. We tend to, as, as executive recruiters, retained executive recruiters, we ignore those folks. Those are the ones that have extraordinary turnover in very short periods of time. They really have, you know, they're, they're 45, 50 years old. They still haven't figured out what they want to do when they grow up. We like to see candidates that have a plan, a brand, there's a path, they've moved along that path, their career decisions are aligned along the brand that they've created. That takes some thought to think that through. Yes, you will miss certain opportunities, but who cares? Those opportunities would take you in an opposite direction from the path that you're trying to set, uh, set yourself along and that are consistent with the brand you're trying to create. 
So, you know, we can back all the way up in this process that even before you, you create your personal brand, you have to figure out where do I want to be? Where am I today? Where do I need to get to? What's the gap between those two places? And now how do I convey to the entire world out there, this is the path I'm setting myself along? Yeah, I, that is so good because uh, in addition to that, I would suggest that this person in marketing, if she moves into a job where her expertise is in PR, advertising, and Marcom, and the job is in product uh, launches, trade shows, uh, product product um, um, research, and that's 80% of the job and 20% on her side, on the other side where she is, she's going to fail. She's going to be on the market in 12 to 18 months again, six months when she's not able to be seen as a top performer or be seen as an average performer, and then we have what we often call a damaged brand because she didn't lead with her strength. But it's a classic example of someone who's got these strong brands of PR, advertising, communication, Go out and sell those. Find the companies that meet those and be successful and build on your brand rather than go someplace and damage that brand where you end up with a lot of turnover. There's a huge reason you have what you're good at. Leverage it. Sell that. So when I'm a recruiter, very looking for that, that, you're the person we want to call right away. You're the person we pick up the phone instantly. Uh, We want to fill those jobs as badly as you want them. I think that, go ahead, Barry. I think that many candidates look at the process of job search as answering ads to get a paycheck. You know, and if it's interesting, I'll jump at it. I'll bite at it. Again, that butcher, that pit bull in a butcher shop kind of examples, I'll bite at anything that comes along as opposed to thinking through these different pieces. I love that analogy. It's a great analogy. It's easier, and I think this does require a lot of work. It's painful. It's cathartic. It, it, it takes a lot of time to think through and to, to question yourself and to be introspective. For many candidates, it's easier just to look on Monster.com or Career Builder or Ladders, pick a bunch of jobs that you know, match your job and title or are somewhat relevant, and start firing out resumes like a shotgun. That's, that's not, there's no career planning, there's no thought to brand management, there's no thought to where you want to get to, and your career tends to be random as a result. Oh yeah, can you imagine a company doing that? Can you imagine the Ritz-Carlton sitting back saying, you know, let's just get people who want to rent. In fact, if this room isn't rented out tonight, sell it for twenty nine ninety five. Book it. Get somebody in a book for twenty nine. They don't even think about doing that because they don't want to damage their brand. They want to stay at the high end. And candidates wouldn't even go to work for a company that said, ah, we're a little bit of everything to everybody, and uh, we just sell. Just sell. Go ahead and just sell. So here's a question. Why do executive candidates do this? They're, they're phenomenally successful at what they do. They, they, when they take on a new project, they think it through. They work backwards. They put plans in place. They understand the tactics, the strategies. They bring other people into the process, and, and they execute flawlessly against it. But when it comes to their own careers, and, and maybe this is a little bit of that you know, classic cobbler shoe uh, fairy tale, um, they don't apply the same methodologies they'd use as a successful business person in their own careers. You know, that's a $24,000 question that I ask a lot of people, the, the same question. Uh, you know, why aren't you taking that same time? And I think because my sense is, and this is a random guess, it's kind of anecdotal. Uh, I think it's because this is the way we always do a job search. How many candidates have you seen today in a recessionary time where hundreds of candidates, few jobs, are doing the exact same search the way they did it two years ago when it was the exact opposite market. They haven't converted to the market at all. They're just going th- they just do more activity. In fact, we ran a question of that on, if you recall, on our discussion group on LinkedIn. And the answer was, I asked the question, what are you doing different in this market than you did in your last job search? And the answer, Barry, was they were just doing more activity. More networking, meeting more people, sending out more resumes. I did a poll here on uh, LinkedIn. And the average, 40% of the people, which actually 80%, I asked, how many resumes you sent out a week? I think I had between 1 in 25 and 26 to 40. 80% were at 40 resumes 
were in that area. 20% were sending out less than 40 resumes. So it worked out. 40% said they were sending out 1 to 25, and 40% said they were sending out between 26 and 40 resumes a week. A week. A week. It's just activity. No target shotgun. Boy, just keep throwing that stuff up, and something will happen. And then I'm unemployed again in 18 months, and I'm doing this whole thing again. That That's my only answer. I mean, I... I don't know. I, 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 other than that, if you have a better strategy, let's talk. Throw it up. There. Maybe that's a whole radio show in itself. What should I do different in a recession than I did in good times? But what do you think? Well, I think again, it comes back to this idea that you were mentioning. It's, it's tribal by nature. I'm doing it the same way I've done it in five job searches since I came out of school 25 years ago, and and I learned how to do it from my parents who did it the same way they did it for 50 years. It's just we keep perpetuating the same thing, which is basically it's not, you know, sitting down on Sunday and opening up the, the one ads and circling. But now it's technology-based, but it's basically the same thing. I'm answering ads is 90% of what most candidates do. They're not sure how to network properly, and, and maybe that's the answer, Brad. In addition to I don't want to invest the time, I don't want to go through the pain, is I don't know what to do. No one's ever taken me by the hand and said, here's step one, here's step two, here's step three of what the proper way is to reduce your job search by 50%. I mean, if you're at an executive level now, most studies show in this economy, you're talking nine to 12 months to find your next good role as opposed to just jumping at any job. Nine to 12 months is the average. You know, historically, it used to be about six months in a, in a typical job market. Now it's nine to 12. Most people can't survive for 9 to 12 months without a job. So if you want to reduce that time in half, you've got to do the right things that leverage your time, career planning, personal branding, proper execution of that brand, um, and all the related activities and tactics that go with that versus the way people have done it for 150 years. And you know, I'm going to put a sales pitch in here, Barry, because that's what our book is about. We wrote a book called This Is Not the Position I Accepted. And it is a step-by-step methodology to cut your time in half in a job search because as two recruiters, we have put in that book exactly what you have to do in these recessionary times. It's $1 to download and read it from our website. $3 if you want to send it to you. You've got two weeks to read it, and you can decide if you want to buy it. $1. I am amazed at how many candidates won't invest a dollar to download this, read it, and at least pick up one or two points. For a buck, if you get one tip, and don't tell me out of a 130-page book there isn't one tip, because I'll guarantee you people don't know the 10 most important questions to ask in an interview. I'll guarantee you they don't know the only three things you can judge or measure on a phone interview. So one tip. For a dollar, I am dumbfounded how many people pass that up. I don't, you know, this is my uh, bewilderment when we talk about going through a process that uh, this stuff is available. I had a guy send me an email saying, Brad, on a resume from the, from the blog we have, wrote back and said, you know, I, I need help with my resume, but I talked to everybody, and uh, a resume writer wants 250 bucks. I've looked on the website. They've got this up for 250 bucks. Uh, I wrote him back, and I said, you can download for 39.95 our complete resume development system. It has templates. It has two CDs to how you leverage the Internet, how to use the resume, how to market the Internet, don't spend 250 bucks. Don't spend 500 bucks. 39 bucks, you can have it. Do you think he downloaded it? No. Never did. Never heard back from him. I don't think they do anything that they need to do to get this stuff done. Uh, we only got about a minute left, Barry. Any final closing comments or thoughts as we close out the show today on what people can do to help brand themselves? I think one of the best ways to do it is to look at other profiles, look at follow follow the best branding people on Twitter. Look at you know link to Brad and I. Join us in our job search forum. One of the key things that I see that many job candidates, many those of those that are involved in job search, don't do is they don't do the personal education, the proactive learning to figure out how do I get better at this? How do I create a personal brand? We've got some great material. You described our book. This is not the position I accepted. We do these radio talk shows. We run webinars, uh, teleconferences. We've got forums on LinkedIn. And, and we're just a microcosm. We think we've got good information, obviously. We're biased. 
But there's a wealth of information out there, and if you want to be a candidate who reduces your job search time in half, you've got to do some deep learning around what are the best practices in each of these areas. Yeah, I gave you two resources. Uh, you know, Be Your Own Brand by uh, Dave McNally and uh, Carl Speak, and uh, uh, The Brand Called You by Peter Montoya uh, are just two examples of things you can do. The resources are out there. I'm just, I just frustrated at it. it, it uh, Maybe one of my peeves is how often or how fearful people are to pick up the phone or invest in their job search. And we're not talking thousands of dollars. We're talking a few dollars, a buck in our case, or a couple of bucks to buy a book that will differentiate you so much that will cut your search from nine months to six months. And the savings in that three months is tens of thousands of dollars, not a few hundred bucks for a few hundred dollar investment. Uh, The mafia doesn't get that kind of return on their investment. So uh, that's our show today. Again, you can download this uh, tomorrow at uh, latalkradio.com. Uh, you can download it from our website eventually at Impact Hiring Solutions. You can get our book for a buck. Download it for $1. Read it. Take two weeks. Read it. Take all the tips you want for a dollar at impacthiringsolutions.com. If you have any questions after the show, send us an email at brad at impacthiringsolutions.com or Barry at ImpactHiringSolutions.com. Next week's show, real briefly, if you've ever wondered if you should need a career coach, Martha Bench will be our guest. She's uh, the founder and president of Career Coaching Institute. She'll give you all the answers, whether you should invest in a career coach and what a career coach can do for you to help you get a job quicker. So next week, Marsha Bench from the Career Coaching Institute She's a wonderful, knowledgeable per- person on the value of a career coach. So, Barry, we'll be back next week. We'll talk about that, and we'll continue to talk about every aspect of hiring. Uh, thanks, thanks for joining us. Thanks, thank you for joining us. And, again, download the show, latalkradio.com or impacthiringsolutions.com. Thanks a lot. Have a wonderful week as you look for your new career. Bye-bye. listening to You're Not the Person I Hired with Brad Remillard, only on LA Talk Radio.